Only Monday already. I got Friday on my mind. Oh, let's do it. I want, I want Friday to be tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's only Tuesday tomorrow. Oh, no. Even worse today. It's only yeah. Monday. So there you go. Uh, let's see. It's been a week now since we've had any indictments against the ex-president. <laughs> Anything new on that front? I don't think so. Yes. Oh, I He's not going to be a part of the uh, debate, by the way. In I heard that. I heard yeah. that. And so. that that's fine. We'll we'll be able to hear the other people yeah. and, and see right. if there's I any. I think we'll hear plenty from Mr. Trump as to days But then later. again, on, on the uh, Biden side, there's several people running, yeah. uh, wanting to run, and uh, he's declining any debates with these heretics that would <laughs> challenge a sitting well, yeah. president My goodness. in his own What's party. here? Even a uh, guy from Minnesota, the congressman, what's his face, uh, down by the Twin Cities. He's the mm-hmm. dean, um, can't think of his last name now. I can't help you. I'm he sorry. is uh, <laughs> talking about running for president. Really? He okay. says competition is good. Huh. Joe's too old. But whatever the case is. Yeah. Say, um, you know, we were stiffed on Friday from the mayor of Thunder Bay. Oh, that's right. On yeah. the show. Well, Must have been a good reason, i I sure. found out what the reason was. Oh, okay. You know what the reason was? No. He thought we were on at 8 p.m., not a.m. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. going, Ken, Ken, oh, what talk boy. show local is on at 8 p.m.? Maybe in Thunder Bay they are, but yeah, not could be. here in Duluth. But anyway, so we'll get Ken Bosch. He's going to return appearance maybe? Yeah, we'll get him right. on board. He'll, he'll, we'll, I'll uh, let you know when we got him at 8 a.m. our time. And <laughs> Thunder Bay is that little snap that goes up there. They're yeah. in the eastern time zone, too, right. you realize. Not all that far east, but I guess uh-huh. it's enough to be in the... The way the, way the squiggle line comes yeah. down, it, the demarcation line for that time right. zone, Thunder Bay slices right in there. And uh, let's see, a part of upper Michigan, too, I believe. Is I that. would imagine. I'm, I'm wondering about Isle Royal. Is that going to be eastern time, too, since they're part of Michigan? I'm not sure. It probably could be. That's kind of we, weird. We have the, yeah. Somebody knows that. Maybe that's know. why it's eastern. Because it if cuts if anybody down. knows that, stand up the shore <laughs> there. He's up in Silver Bay. Seven two two zero eight three nine. Maybe somebody knows that answer. Right. So I uh, heard last night, and then I, I heard you talking about former Governor Al Quee passed away at just shy of a hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, only a month to go, and he would yeah. have been a hundred. And uh, I knew him, mm-hmm. and he was quite the the gentleman. Let me tell you, he was a very wow. very devout man, a very mm-hmm. fair Republican governor. He ended up winning. When uh, the Democrats got tossed out in 1978, wow. he ended up uh, uh, winning the election along with uh, Rudy Bochowitz and David Durnberger. Wow. State legislature went to the Republicans also. <laughs> right. It was a total turnaround. And that had been, there were reasons the uh, Democrats were in solid control back in the mid-70s, and they got a little cocky. Yeah. And when you, when you get a little too full of yourself, <laughs> thing, the tables can yeah. be turned on you. Which is a good thing, I guess. Yes, it is. Yeah. Quee, uh, Both sides. Al Quee had been in Congress for 20 mm-hmm. years previous to that, and uh, he was quelled, quite uh, revered uh, when he was a congressman, a very fair guy. When he got elected governor, he did a lot of bipartisan work, working with both parties, and he, to his detriment, he ended up appointing a number of the state commissioners who had been either with the previous administration which had been Democrat, that had been Wendell Anderson, uh, allowing him to stay on, and in many cases, uh, people worked against him while he was while he was governor. But he was in for one term. Uh, Rudy Bochwich ran, uh, after, not Rudy Bochwich, but uh, Rudy Perpich, mm. 
ran after that. Perpich had been the lieutenant governor under Wendell Anderson, and Perpich from up on the range ran and and uh, won the governorship for a couple of terms. So, so uh, quite a bit of history there. I was uh, did an internship in the state legislature in in 1976, and I was with the Republicans. Uh, Jim Uland had been a, a state representative and later on a state senator from our area up here, representing the eastern part of town, a Republican. He was a, more of a liberal Republican. Mm-hmm. And I got to know Cui uh, at that point, and then uh, two years later when Cui ran, got to know them and those guys, and uh, yeah, it was quite the guy. So a uh, sad loss there, but yeah. making it uh, almost 100 years old, uh, you've got to give them credit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, U.S. consumers on the electric car front bought 300,000 new battery electric vehicles in the second quarter of 2023. That's a new record. How many vehicles were sold total? I don't know. Cox Automotive predicts sales of fully electric vehicles in the U.S. will break the 1 million barrier in 2023 for the first time ever. Experts say EV sales are being propelled by price cuts, a wider variety of available vehicles, and more government investments. The Inflation Reduction Act also driving sales, although the uh, or through the IRA, the federal government started offering tax credits of 7500 bucks on an EV. That helps bring the price down. But price and charging station availability are still the biggest barriers for most consumers trying to get into the electric car. Market. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, I was reading a couple of Wall Street Journal articles yeah. on electric vehicles, and basically they were throwing them under the bus, literally, <laughs> talking about, yeah. look, at this is not new technology. This yeah. is the only the only reason why we're seeing this push. It's a political and it's a government push. Uh, mm-hmm. this, we're seeing the phenomena worldwide and uh, thinking that by... Uh, getting rid of gas-powered vehicles, they're going to save the world and save the climate and, and that sort of thing. Whether that's going to happen or not, I have no idea. Yeah. But my question always on the whole climate change deal, what if everything you're doing isn't, uh, and you're saying that people are the cause, what if that's not the case? And I've yeah. seen some interesting articles written by scientists who are trying to debunk some of this, not to say that it's good to have gas-powered well, vehicles no. polluting the atmosphere. It's Even not. if it doesn't change the uh, climate, at least it's got to be beneficial well, I, for I people, think I would think. It is. Here's the, here's the problem. To manufacture these vehicles, mm. you use more resources oh. than you do for conventional vehicles. Huh. And where do those resources come from? you got to dig into the ground. Yeah. And we have, uh, for instance, states like Minnesota, northern Minnesota, that are rich in some of these minerals mm-hmm. that uh, environmentalists and others have put a roadblock in mining a lot of this well, stuff. Yeah. And, of course, they allow China and uh, uh Congo is one of the countries in Africa and so on, to make us more dependent on these dictatorships. And that's a real problem out there. So uh, what's interesting, they talk about the wind turbines. Boy, I'll tell you, isn't that wonderful? When when, when is the uh, PETA group, to save animals, going to get on the yeah. bandwagon for the millions of birds that are killed a year by wind turbines? <laughs> now... There's evidence uh, in the oceans. They've yeah. got these wind turbines yeah. in the oceans that they're disrupting whales oh, and no. other aquatic animals because of the... Uh, and that and it just... It, it seems like everything we try to do to save something, there's something that we screw up oh, in doing it. 
you know, that seems to be the deal. The we needed to go back to the caveman era, and we didn't have to worry about any of this. Well, yeah, well, then you had to worry about. We the had no saber power t- at all. No, I had to worry if about we got the, fire. You, know? you had to worry about the four thousand <laughs> yeah. pound grizzly and the saber tooth well, tiger hunting true, you down. But, uh, so uh, we're getting trampled by the buffalo. in the caves, you didn't have to worry about air conditioning or heating. <laughs> That's right. Only only uh, tuberculosis yeah. and a few well, other a good few diseases. diseases, I suppose. All right, let's head to the phones. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Jerry. I've got a grinner for you this morning. Oh, oh Jerry. Boy. Should I out. hold my breath or can I no, keep breathing? No, no, no. This is great. You, you were talking about your license plate earlier. <laughs> Re- reminded me of a story the high patrolman pulled over this old lady, a really gray-haired lady, and she's driving 15 miles an hour. And he said, lady, you can't drive 15. It's dangerous to go so slow. She said, well, that's, I saw the sign 15. He said, this is Route 15. <laughs> Oh, she says, thank you very much. So the cop is walking back to the car, and he sees two ladies in the back seat, and they're white-faced and sitting straight up, and they're just shaking like leaves. And he says, well, what's the matter with you guys? And she said, we just got off Route 110. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. They were zipping right along. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. we got to take a break and be right back. Mr. Simon. 36. It's the Cordettes. The Cordettes. Mr. Sandman. They played that in Back to the Future. Yes, they did. That was one yes. of the uh, early 50s songs. Uh, Marty went back to the, well, back to the, back to the past. Back to the past. Back and to the then he future. came back to the yeah. future. All right. Uh, we got Wade on the phone, I believe. Wade, but shaken. Hey. So we had global cooling. We had global warming. Now we have climate change. We should just change it to what it would really be, would be climate enhancement. Climate enhancement. Well, all right, I like that. You know, if you if you look through history, every time we've had a warm period, mm-hmm. we have had we have had advances in civilization. Maybe we're due for an advancement in civilization. Well, boy. That's all we well, need. people, oh, uh, it, war- it warms up. You know, people are huddling around when those glaciers were covering yeah. all of Europe. They were hiding out in little pockets here and there yeah, and yeah. immigrating, and all of a sudden the huh. glaciers went away. Yep. All right. And also, it, it, it makes everything. I, I know I wouldn't mind having a shorter winter. No, I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> you know. Bring it on. <laughs> One of the one of the things that uh, Wade, uh, as as you're aware, uh, uh, some of the f- uh, flora out there, some of the uh, trees and plants and all that sort of thing, thrive in a cooler climate. And once it warms up, you see some of these species they can't handle the warmer weather, and all of a sudden they go away or they migrate a- elsewhere, or the spores blow uh, further north. And uh, uh, some guys I know that are uh, geese hunters, they are talking about the corn line moving further and further north. That is, they're seeing uh, corn growing Mm. more productively and earlier in the season than than before. Mm. And uh, and they're saying that they've noticed that because things seem to be warming up. But Historically, people don't want to talk. Everybody wants to talk about, in the scientific community today, an article that I was reading in the Wall Street Journal this weekend was talking about the scientific community bowing over to politics and not looking Mm -hmm. at science. And internationally, we're seeing the politics of global warming. And one of the questions was, 
the basically the big shots that have been pushing this cannot admit to a trillion dollar mistake and they're talking that this has cost a trillion dollars and they're no further ahead than they were before they started and uh, that's the problem here we are in the here and now we want to solve the problem here and now but if it's not solvable here and now what do we do mm. well we create a political storm to try to keep everybody at bay and this is uh, the, the gist of the article that was written by a couple of scientists. So. Cool. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 839. Guess what? we got to take another break and be right back. This is the KDAL Morning Show. Heading down the river on the uh, Proud Mary CCR. CCR. Yeah, yeah. Just about 8.43, you uh, mentioned the cozy, or what used to be the cozy. Oh, my word. The thing never, you can't get rid of the building. (laughs) Now uh, we have a judge's order stopping the potential demolition, and the former owner, uh, Eric Rindred, son to an attorney, uh, uh, pled before the court. So in the meantime, the uh, building sits there. Mm -hmm. There have been numerous fires in it. Now the Duluth Economic Development Authority... Has agreed to pay New History Inc. Uh, consultant forty grand to assess the historic structure and offer recommendations for the future property hmm. to be saved. So, so uh, the only one that's going to get involved in saving this, Ring Red, obviously didn't have the money to do it. Now there's is some sort of government intervention or some group that will get tax credits or whatever to go and redo it now. Should it be saved or shouldn't it? Well, you can argue, argue. It is a unique structure. Well, it, yeah. looks, it looks horrible now. They have some unbelievable pictures. The problem here. is, it's going to take a lot of money to restore this thing and well, anything usable. Yeah, this is the. Uh, so, where is the money going to come from? Right. Obviously, they're going to try to stir up the pot and find out if <laughs> there's anybody interested. But then again, I know the North Shore Theater, yeah. who interestingly enough had also been owned by Eric Rinks, right? <laughs> And uh, uh, Eric tried to patch it up as best as he could, and finally yeah. uh, they were able to sell it over to the city, Economic Development Authority, and George George Sherman came in and redid it, and mm. they've got a functioning yeah. North Shore Theater. Now, $30 million bucks later in tax credits and other types of uh, government mm. aid and assistance and private investment redid it. And obviously the North Shore Theater is never going to, uh, repay the uh, the debt of, of $30 million to redo it. Unless was they it, uh, raise the prices considerably. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Would it, was it a worthwhile cause? I know I had been involved early on yeah. in, in that with some of us that we're trying to figure out a way to to save the structure. And finally, uh, th- through uh, government intervention, mm-hmm. money was infused to do it, and a developer came in and did it. Now you've It got, was a grand old building. I yeah. mean, I'm glad to see it still there. Have you been in there since they uh, redid I it? I have not been in there since it was redone, but I was in there when it was, you know, just uh, opulently yes, as, decorated yeah. in the old days. As uh, a kid, uh, and I know when... Uh, uh, there was a guy that came and mm-hmm. did some entertainment v- venues, and he ended up uh, oh, yeah. redoing the balcony area up oh, there. Oh, that's right. And uh, some of us came together and helped volunteer, got volunteer bartenders in and the whole nine mm-hmm. yards for the shows and all that. Right. But they never were able to get the thing going until yeah. 
until the city and there Sherman were a lot of issues. I'm sure with the building that had to be corrected. So. Well, thirty million dollars later, yeah, <laughs> right. there's a, a lot, millions of dollars solves right. problems. Absolutely. And now you've got the the playhouse in there, and uh, there's there's some movies going on in there and plays and all that sort of thing, theater, and hopefully. You know, hopefully it'll be a success. I've talked to people who've been in there. I haven't been in there since they redid it. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's, uh, it, it's pretty spectacular. So yeah. they, they did a good job in the restoration. There's the banging of the street out there. Hey, they're working on it. It's yeah. uh, it's getting better. It's almost uh, leveled out now. I think it'll be pouring concrete here before you know it, at least on this portion of the street. The rest of it going up the hill yeah, is still a total disaster. But... And, and <laughs> right. This is only, let me tell you something, yeah. in a year... <laughs> They're going to redo Lennon Road in 25, oh, I believe. Yeah. And you think it's screwy now. They want to do a roundabout at 26th Avenue East. Uh, they did cancel uh, one of the roundabouts. They, they stopped the one at four, on uh, 60th. 60th yeah. There'll be one at 40th and one at 26th. Yeah. But the Minnesota Department of Transportation still is stumping for the 60th well, course, one. Yeah. And uh, what that does... It, it would take some homes, but it's also they're they're claiming for safety and pedestrian and la di da di da. It that's the only conduit mm-hmm. linking I thirty five and the expressway up the two harbors. Okay. So obviously, what the roundabouts will do will slow down the traffic flow. True. Now, according to the Department of Transportation, it's a safety issue, and they want the traffic flow slowed down. Right. They don't like the stoplights. They've mm-hmm. got stoplights at 40th yeah. and stoplights at 26th. Mm. And I, I would love to have somebody from Minnesota Department of Transportation come on board <laughs> and tell us the cost benefits to getting rid of yeah. the stoplights and creating the roundabout. Once people get used to the roundabouts, though... I think people are getting used to them. There's more and more of them, obviously, and there's more on the way, so you better well, get used to them. you were to blame for them the first one, you know, <laughs> right. over in Superior, Superior yeah. off the Bong Bridge. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of them in Wisconsin. It, it, is, it is funny to watch people who yeah. are unfamiliar with them. Well, the key it, is just to yield to people coming from your left, basically. Yeah. You just got to look where the yield signs right. are, and you got to watch out... You always have to watch the other person, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. And if you're if you're yeah. good at it, you won't get caught in the circle. I know you don't. You, <laughs> You'll know where to turn off. What's that that old Kinks and Trio <laughs> song, the MTA? Oh yeah, poor old Charlie, he never got off. Ah boy, you should play that one. Eight forty-eight now at KDAL. <laughs> Well, let me tell you of the story of a man named Charlie on a tragic and fateful day. He put ten cents in his pocket, kissed his wife and family, went to ride on the MTA. Well, did he ever return? No, he never never returned. Still out there, Charlie on the MTA. Oh, Charlie. (laughs) And that's the roundabout story there. You get trapped, will you ever return? (laughs) It's like a hootenanny going on here with uh, the Kingston Trio. Kingston Trio. I love that. I've got their album, uh, their their best, this one. I okay, have, got sure. this song. And uh, Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley, too. Is uh, that's another, another big one. Yeah. They had a whole bunch of them. Takes a worried man. That's sing right. a worried song. That's right. I'm worried now, but I won't be worried long. That's, whoa, man, I'll tell you. That's good stuff. You are, you are a treasure trove of lyrics there. <laughs> no, not really. Usually I know the songs, but I can't tell you the lyrics. I ah, ah. was usually busy when the lyrics were going on okay. and never could hear them. Anyway, somebody called and said the Pike Lake, uh, new, a new Pike Lake convention-type center or something is 
Yeah. There. The, I've the, never been there, but apparently she was at a wedding over the weekend and said it's pretty spectacular. The uh, the old, uh, what used to be the uh, Pike Lake Auto Club. All right. It's now called the Pike Lake Golf Club, I believe. And uh, Roger Anderson and his wife purchased the properties there and have upgraded the golf course mm. and built a convention center there cool. that uh, I'm told holds up to 350 people. Is that right? And I've been in there. They had a... Uh, uh, a breakfast there for the uh, in the every Fourth of July. There's a Pike mm-hmm. Lake breakfast, and we went in there. It's it's quite quite the facility. Apparently, they've got all kinds of breakout rooms and that sort of thing. And uh, they also <coughs> redid the uh, what would have been like the old uh, golf Triple uh, A clubhouse. They did mm-hmm. it into a nice uh, restaurant area with a big patio and that sort of thing. They've got volleyball mm. courts and uh, wow. tennis and uh, pickleball and all that sort of thing. <laughs> so plus swimming. And it's open to the public. Yeah. It's not a triple A. You used to have to okay. be a member yeah. of Bay. Not anymore. Uh, the uh, restaurant, you can come in and anybody right. can come in. The golfing, uh, mm. of course, if you want to be a golfer, you go and pay your fees. Well, and sure. If you want to swim there, you have to pay something to swim. And then, of course, the booking for reservations for weddings and other events and mm-hmm. so on. So it's it's turned out to be quite the nice facility. Nice. And I guess they've got more work to do on it, more stuff that they're planning. So, uh, uh, in fact, I met um, on fr- last past Friday, I met a couple friends of mine for lunch there and had a bite to eat with them. And uh, they were busy. It, of course, it was a nice day. Yeah. All the golfers, the swimmers, <laughs> and, and everything else. So, All right. Yeah. All right. Wall Street opening this morning. Oh, I suspect you're always uh, on the downside there, Dave, so I'll say it's going down. They're opening higher. Oh, I love it. Coming off a losing week last week, it's about time, I guess. Well, we were, we had an up week and then the down <laughs> week and the market. So this might be an up week. At least it's starting out that way. I think the Dow is at about 35,000, which is not all an right. all-time high, but it's certainly a lot higher than it was historically. So uh, Big retailers doing their uh, <clears throat> earnings reports this week. Really? Oh. That's always, I guess, a key factor. Macy's, Nordstrom's, and Kohl's all set to do their... Uh, well, they had one system. of the airlines uh, headquartered in Minnesota, Sun Country, yeah. had big profits this really? spring. Uh, there was quite a report on that. I happened to clip that out. So uh, the second I quarter... Flew they, Sun Country to uh, Nashville was very they, impressed. They, mm-hmm. they reported a, uh, let's see, a second quarter profit of $21 million, wow. compared to a loss of $4 million from a year ago. So obviously... Mm-hmm. Uh, Some of that first quarter was mine. There, there you go. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, it looks like obviously Good. people are flying and Sun Country, yeah. of course. Uh, it's uh, they they usually go to destination places. Right, uh, right. It's yeah, not so. like your regular commuter type airlines like Delta and the rest. And of they, them. instead of flying from Duluth, you bus from Duluth to the. Uh, yeah, they, didn't, didn't they used to have some flights come out of here at one time? I think they, they may did. have, but now but it's, no, they, don't, they use don't. the bus instead. So you, so there was you a, check your bags here, but you bust down to the airport in the Twin Cities. So I've got a story here of what the FBI has done right. We've gotten a lot of uh, well, I would hope criticism. A few things right. <laughs> well, they, they 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 hit a home run here. They got on this John one. Dillinger, and they did. This is more recent. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and, and Clyde. They yeah. got the GMN got. Well, got those people. Okay. And, of course, more recently we've had <laughs> criticism of the FBI. But uh, they were able to uh, break a uh, pedophile ring, international pedophile ring here. Wow. 55, 45 people convicted. Uh, it started off back in tw- 2021 where two agents were killed when a suspect 
in a child abuse case, opened fire on them, mm. and I was tied to a, a search of his Florida apartment. This morphs internationally to Australia, might, and what they've done is the uh, the uh, FBI uh, uh, F- attaché for Australia talked about the global nature of the battle against child abuse and child pornography. Mm-hmm. The FBI had made 79 arrests in the United States, resulting in 65 indictments and 43 convictions. Uh, also, evidence had been sent to Australia. Australia police charged 19 men and convicted two and removed 13 children from harm. My goodness. Apparently, these guys were members of a technologically sophisticated online child abuse network that shed, shared pedophile materials through the dark web and used encryption to avoid detection. Well, we couldn't avoid it all, apparently. That's good. Well, they're, they're on them and they're after them, and this wow. is something that's big internationally. Yeah. It's just unbelievable that people would do this, but there are some sickos I keep there. hearing about this dark web, and I have no idea how to even get it. To, do you just type in dark web, and it takes you there? <laughs> I have no idea. I but, have no uh, idea either. Uh, I would suspect but you. Apparently, there's nothing good that goes on in the dark web. Apparently, it's, if you get the right codes, you can just go what? on your uh, <laughs> Google deal and type it aye, in and aye, get aye. in somewhere. It's just like, Ugh. no, I'll never forget the uh, see, place was, you don't want to be, obviously. One of the, one of the radio stations... If you brought up there, not one of ours, but one I of hope them. Not. Yeah. Uh, this is when uh, uh, we were doing radio with Lou Lotto on another station group uh, at okay. one time. Yeah. And uh, somebody pulled up the online access, and it was a porno site. Oh, gee. <laughs> and and but Oops. <laughs> so so we all went on it, and the first page, and the guy, the person was just abhorred. Okay. <laughs> Well, the first page that came up was a warning, warning you that this yeah. was a porno site. Oh, well. Okay. So there was a warning, okay? <laughs> but well, apparently... you're uh, going to click on it after you get that yeah, warning. Some, not me, others went on just to see <laughs> and found out. And, of course, the, the un... Mm. We will not name the radio group. Okay. But uh, they ended up uh, obviously having to change their, their uh, right. on, online presence to make sure that people were not attracted Those to Those nasty thing. hackers, they can do a lot of weird stuff. You I know, know, I know. It's, it's amazing. All right, Neil, we're going to have to let you go here for another day, and we'll be back on Wednesday, I understand. Yeah, I'll come back Wednesday, and we'll see if we can get the mayor of Thunder Bay <laughs> on again. All right. We've got him squared away. It's 8 a.m., not 8 p.m. that right. we're on, so we'll, we'll, we'll get going on that. Uh, this is National um, Tooth Fairy Day. Ooh. I'm not sure what you got for your teeth when they went missing, but I got a dime for mine. Did you? I think I got a quarter. Now, right. See, inflation now has struck even the tooth fairy. Now industry. you got to throw a buck down. I I'm think. sure it's more than a buck, Neil. I'm guessing five or ten is what we're looking at nowadays. I'd give them a cookie. <laughs> Just to make sure the rest of the teeth come out. There you go. There, there you go. go. All right. Have a good rest of the day. Yeah, uh, news will be coming up next at 9 o'clock. And uh, we'll also have news from the Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio Network to follow. And then the final hour of the morning show here on KDIL.